This is the Can Crushers Wrestling Podcast. The following contest is scheduled for one fall. Let's go nuts! It's Jimmy Nuts! Drive out with a car! With your host, Mark Martinez. Remember, just because you're trash doesn't mean you can't do great things. And the English professor. It's called a garbage can, not a garbage cannot. Hey, this is former WWE superstar Duke, the dumpster, Drosy, and you are listening to the Can Crushers Podcast. What's up, Can Crusher Nation? You'll never believe that I've done this intro probably five or six times because... I just don't know what I want to say this week. I don't have much good to say about my guest. I'm kidding. Uh, I love my guest. I really do. But before we get to the guest, as you see, the guest is OVW official Daniel Spencer. I, I want to make sure that you guys are all doing okay. You guys are stepping back and relaxing. Uh, if you're a frontline worker, nurses, doctors, you guys all know I don't have to get into what everybody is. Thank you. Um, thank you from the bottom of a garbage man's heart for doing what you're doing because it, it means a lot. Others of you, uh, stay home. Unless you really need something, a milkshake from Dairy Queen is not really needing something. So please, stay home. This pandemic cannot end until the numbers start to dwindle. If you're out getting just a milkshake because, God forbid, you don't need it, but you feel like you want it. There's a difference between need and want, and you don't need it. Stay home. Stay home, please, for the safety of my family. That's what I'm asking. But you guys know, please just listening to the CDC and everything. Make sure you're washing your hands and scrubbing behind your ears. I don't know why they're not saying that. Make sure you scrub behind your ears, too, or... Uh, your grandmother will attack you with a wooden spoon. Uh, again, to my guest is the OVW official, Mr. Daniel Spencer. As we're talking to referees a little bit, another one coming up real soon that we're gonna we're gonna have on the hopper. We just need to figure stuff out when we can get him on. But uh, Daniel Spencer, one of the nicest guys out there. Met him on my very first trip to Kentucky, down to Louisville. When I was down at OVW, and uh, he kind of showed me the ropes of how to do some things. Uh, fixing some ropes, just doing some cool things at OVW. Um, besides Chad Miller and Mr. Al Snow, who you know we love so much, uh, Daniel's one of the nicest guys down there, for sure. I mean, they're all great, but Daniel just uh, says, come on in, just jump in and go full bore. So... He's a great guy. Uh, we talk about his podcast. We talk about a lot of stuff. But you're going to find out what makes Daniel Spencer the wrestling fan that he is, why he's become a referee, and I guess I'll give him some time to talk about Ringside Podcast. But we have to talk about Collar and Elbow first. Legitimately just got my shipment of the new Collar and Elbow shirts in. I got the uh, Collar and Elbow BWO shirt on blue world order i'm excited they're great hats hoodies tees are all comfortable these tees you don't even know you have it on it's just 
it's there. It feels good. It's great cotton. It really is. I don't know if it's cotton, but it's great material. That you just love them and uh, everything. You know, nineteen ninety nine. You know, you got some prices. Shirts, the same thing you would pay when you go to an event. It's great, guys. And we'll give you ten percent off. We'll give you ten percent off as long as you use our promo code Can Crushers. All one word, capital C and Can, capital C and Crushers. Guys, let's listen to Al, and then we'll be on the phone with Mr. Daniel Spencer, OVW official. Wrestling. A love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand. The wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. can crushers uh, this guy this guy this guy coming on the show uh, you can tell that it's just one of those days one of those weeks you know i love him but he's definitely my my arch nemesis uh, he really is but he's a big fan of the show so he says nonetheless welcome to the show ovw official and host of ringside podcast daniel spencer how you doing buddy uh, doing great, doing great. You know, this is a, a uh, you know, a, a, a trashy show, so I figured I would take time and uh, come on here and, you know, and uh, just, you know, fill it up, right? Fill it up with a bunch of trash. Yeah, spruce it up. Maybe your your knowledge of uh, of wrestling can save us this week. That's probably why I, I'm asking for you today. Well, I mean, you said arch nemesis. I mean, come on now. We, we bet at each other's odds. I mean, really. Come on. Are we? No. I, I, it's just trying to get listeners. Trying to. Uh, yeah, true. <laughs> you went to the same thing. All right. Well, you know, hey, look, I, how dare you bring me on here and like talk to you? I could have been talking to anybody else in this world. Now I got to talk to you for an hour. Oh, this is terrible. So how, how you like, is that better? Is that better right there? That's yeah. That's better. That's better. You know, come on, be my uh, Jake Roberts, uh, Ricky Steamboat here. Come on, work with there me. There you go. There you go. Hey, hey. No matter what, our, we we for sure know that uh, as long as um, it's me and you talking and we don't hear around mostly, I think we're okay. I think the show's gonna. Touche. Touche. <laughs> Shout out to Ron Mosley. Just had a he's my, he's our buddy. We're just I'm just messing with Woody. Uh, so. We'll throw him Go under ahead. the bus as well. Anybody. Anybody. We'll throw him under the bus. It's just where we are. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to throw Chad Miller under the bus, too, because uh, he goes on your show to break the news. You know, he was supposed to come on my show to break the news. And I'm like, what, what the hell just happened? Like, what, what, why did you go on your show and not my show? I mean, I, I live in the same city with him. I mean, I, don't, I know he's. I know you're from where he's from, but come on now. I mean, at least, you know, hook, hook a brother up. Alcohol. It's what it's all oh. about. That, that makes you know what that makes perfect sense now. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, all right. Us, 
us people from Pennsylvania, you know, if we could get $20 or a 30-pack, we're taking the 30-pack. Hands over fist yeah. all the time. Yeah. I will, I will say this, though. I usually always know about the news a week or so before it gets announced. So it always is tempting to share it, and then I don't share it, and then I wait till after it. I'm like, ah, you know, but, but hey, being a good – in a good, um, you know, member of OVW, and a good, you know, good. I don't share stuff. It doesn't need to be shared until time is right. But, but I, no, actually, though, I was I listened to that interview, uh, which I was a lot of them, but it was really. And actually, he did break news that I didn't know about on your show, and I was like, what in the world? So um, I was actually pretty impressed that uh, you got that. Uh, you got that. Alcohol is what it is. So maybe that's what. That's, maybe you getting drunk and able to share things. He, other breaking news that he shared in that time frame that I wasn't aware he was going to share. So I like it. Yeah, taking advantage of him. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No. no, but I know you as a guest, you'll actually throw Chad Miller under the bus. You know, both of us have talked to the roster of OBW, you know, without a doubt. And they all like and or respect Chad. Um, if I can get dirt on Chad Miller, it's definitely going to come from you. Um. I mean, here's the problem, though. If I had dirt on Chad, he might have dirt on me. So I got to be careful of how I release that information because it's just kind of, you know, it's that whole cliche. You know, you point one finger, three pointing back at you. So it's possible to just turn right back around on me. So I mean, maybe maybe we'll just uh, leave the dirt on Chad Miller alone. Then, I guess. All right, all right. But uh, somebody will never throw under the buses. Our boy Al Snow. Uh, we love. Oh, him. I'll point him under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm the other way on Al. I won't do anything for Al. I love him. You know, the, the Blue World Order shirt that's in the mail right now, I'm pretty damn excited about. Yeah, I got that I got that shirt. Uh, I, got, I got a nice nice little pocket from Colin Elbow this week. And uh, as you and I both are ambassadors from Colin Elbow, and I know you got, um, you know, you, you promote it. I promote it on my show, too. And, and sometimes you get uh, bonuses from promoting that people – you know, and that's one of them. You get a milk call. <laughs> yeah. And you get cool stuff. Yeah, I'm excited. All right. Uh, before we just sit here and, and drink and talk what we want to talk about, let's tell everybody about your your career, so to speak, and then we'll get okay. into uh, wrestling in general because that's what this whole show is going to be about. I have done no information, no backstory on this, because uh, Daniel and I are legit friends, so we're just going to talk as we normally do, and whatever comes out of yeah. each one of our mouths, God, it's going to be a train wreck. <laughs> oh, let's, um, yeah, let's not give, give me my too many hopes, I guess, right? <laughs> this show's going to be about. Speaking of train wrecks, um, have you watched Tiger King yet? Oh, yes, I have. All you, all you cool cats and kittens out there. I have watched it, for sure. It's amazing. It's amazing. It, it, it is really... Um, here's the sad thing about it. It's that that guy... Now, not as much today as it was years ago, but that guy is about 90, 97%, 99% of most promoters and most people in wrestling. Not as much today, but back in the day, those little territories, little bitty, those little bit hole-in-the-wall places, that was, Tiger King was it, man. That was that was your Joe Exotic was wow. So if you want to know, I mean, I could name three people off the top of my head right now that's just as probably just as worse than he is, <laughs> and, yeah. and they're still somehow involved in wrestling today. But I, you know, it's wow, yeah, unbelievable, yeah. unbelievable at the same time. 
All right, so when you were a little Daniel, um, who got you involved in wrestling? You know, who said, guys, you have to watch this? I mean, I know you're from Louisville, and, you know, you're yeah. you're a Louisville Cardinal fan, which I'm sorry about that. Yeah. But, uh... Hey. <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with the Louisville Cardinals now. You know, as long as, we're, as long as we hate the Kentucky Wildcats, and you're you're on that board, too, we're okay. We can, we can have rival teams. Right, I know, um, I know. It's just going to yeah. be... We're just gonna be pulling punches the whole time. That's all it is. <laughs> I got you. I got you. So, um, as far as when I was, believe it or not, I've never shared this part of the story. The first person to ask this question, and I would love to give this person a shout out. But so, when in '95, maybe I don't know. It was. It was. I mean, it was. I'm trying to think of the time frame. It was right around the NWO kind of started. So I guess it was around '95. But. Uh, a buddy of mine, Bobby Pettyjohn, that is legit. His, actually, his real name is Bobby Charles Pettyjohn, but we'll just go with Bobby Pettyjohn. <clears throat> he, um, we were buddies hanging out all the time, you know, and, of course, being young and real young little kids, you know, it was back when you could ride your bike down the street. And now I know right now you can't ride your bike down the street. It's a quarantine. But I'm talking, like, even back then when you could, it was safe. Like, you didn't have to worry about people down the street. I'm not, I'm not that old, but at least I'm old enough to say I was safe back in that time frame. But... I remember going over there, we watched stuff, we, we were into, you know, music together, the same bands, we liked this or that, and then um, he was he was always huge into wrestling, and I, I've watched it growing up, even younger, in the 80s and stuff, and Hulk Hogan, Hulkamania, and I've seen it, but I liked it, but I never, I don't know, I just never really dove into it, and um, I was uh, I was a huge fan of acting and, and drama and stuff like that, I would be in plays, I would, I would try to you know, I would go out and try to do stuff and get in commercials or whatnot. Like, I loved acting. So, I finally was like, just come and watch this pay-per-view with me. And we sit down and we watch this pay-per-view. I, I don't even remember the name of the pay-per-view. I know if I've seen it. Because um, it wasn't it wasn't a, um, it was a WCW pay-per-view. So, I wasn't a big fan of WCW at the time or, w, or WBF, really, at all. So, I really can't tell you which pay-per-view it was. But I remember watching it and I was like, oh, this is cool. And I saw the showmanship of it. I was like, oh, this is great. I kind of got sucked in, and he's like, well, tomorrow night, you know, Raw and Night Show comes on, and he's like, well, you should come over and watch it with me, and we can watch both. I was like, okay. So I went over, and I watched Raw and, and Nitro, and I was like, really, at that point, I was so sucked in. And I was sucked in more to WBF, because it was like, holy cow, I remember The Undertaker. I remember these guys, you know, when uh, I've seen it before and heard of these names, and I was just literally just, this is it. This is, this is who I'm... So I started watching it weekly, and then uh, we, I would start going to his house for pay-per-views and stuff, and then next thing I know, WBF were coming to Louisville to do a pay-per-view here as well. So I said, ah, I'm going to get tickets. I had six row, and I was super excited. I went, I can't believe I got six row, um, and I was, you know, uh, that sounds like not a lot. That sounds like uh, six row is not as impressive as maybe front or second row, but it is for a young kid. Oh, uh, yeah. First time going. So I remember sitting there, I remember watching, it was called Ground Zero in your house. Um, the main event was going to be Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker. Um, and then you had the Patriot versus Bert Hart for the title before that. And a bunch of other marquee stuff on the, on the, on the show. I remember sitting there, but there's, but and, and let, this, this, this vivid memory, I remember sitting down in these chairs, they're real tight, you know, chairs at the Louisville Gardens, and these two huge, I'm talking humongous guys, come and sit down in seats next to us. And I'm so, like so humongous that they literally needed two seats apiece. That's how big they were. 
And it was so, it squished us. To, I was there. My mom's friend um, would take me to these shows. So I was sitting there going, we were so uncomfortable. So we looked up, and right above hard cam, where hard cam sits, was a bunch of open sections. And I was like, let's just go over and sit down right now. Give us some breathing room. If the hell is to move, we'll move. We go up there, we sit down. Not a single person tells us anything. We sit right under the hard cam and we watch the show as if we were watching it on TV at the hard cam. So, yes, I was six row and I actually felt like the seats were better. I experienced the show better from where I was because of the experience I had. Plus, I was kind of being young. I was kind of couldn't really see over people's heads in front of me anyway. So it would have been hard to kind of watch. So it all worked out to be a better situation. But saw an amazing show. After the show, went to the back and realized that I can see wrestlers come out and got the shake hands with Stone Cold Steve Austin at the time. Uh, Henry Godwin um, yelled at Owen Hart. He he was drinking a beer. He, he literally a can of beer. He like threw it up in the air like, how you doing? And gets in the car. Uh, kind of find out, you know, he used to ride with fans. So that was a fan's car he was getting into. If I had known, I probably could have uh, did that. <laughs> Damn. But, um, but, but yeah, so that was, that was kind of my first experience. And I was live. And I was like, oh my, this is great. Well then, at the same time, my mom's friend uh, said, you know, there is, I, I, she dated some wrestlers, and she's like, there's a wrestler friend of mine that I used to date, and he wrestles here locally every week, and I think you should go. It's on Tuesday nights. It's called OW, How About It Wrestling? And I'm like, really? She goes, yeah, I think you would enjoy it. You know, you would, I see how you enjoyed this. We watch, we get the pay-per-views. You watch, I think, you know, I, like, I love the live crowd. I said, well, I think you'll enjoy it. She, and she, she would say, there's nobody, big names, they're all local guys. You're not going to see like a, you know, anybody you know, but it would be a good good thing. So I started going. It was in Jeffersonville, Indiana, to OVW weekly, and I once again fell in love. Guys like Nick Dinsmore, Rob Conway were there. Um, these are the guys, Jack Black. These are all these guys that kind of started the OVW, the developmental of what OVW is today, but turned before WWE came in. So it was like. And then they would do once-a-month shows at Mobile Garden. So when they do once-a-month shows, they started bringing in Jerry Lawler, the Headbangers, all these different guys, Brian Christopher. And uh, I'm just going, okay, so I would go to these shows, and I would get to meet these guys, and I would get to talk, and, and I would be always sitting sit up close, second row, third row. It, it was a little bit easier to do that because I didn't have big guys coming sitting beside me and running my seats. Um, and it was just really, really um, – I, I fell in love more and more with wrestling. Um, and then, um, I went to every single time WB or WCW, WBF at the time, or WCW came in town, went to all those shows, watched every single, got every single pay-per-view, had a party, people came over, everybody paid five bucks, and we ordered pizza, and we all watched the pay-per-view, and, um, and I would, yes, I would tape them, and I have, I still have a lot, uh, a library of every one of those pay-per-views in the original, even though I have the network now, I don't need it, but it's still cool to have. Um... And I would tape Raw and, Raw and Nitro every week, and I would, at that time, I would tape Raw. It's crazy as it sounds. I would tape Raw and I would tape Nitro, but I would still watch it live and flip back and forth. But I would tape it just so I can go back and watch it later. In case then you I missed anything. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Then I started realizing, though, that Nitro came on after replay it again. So then I got to the point where I would just tape Raw and watch Raw and flip it back and forth and then watch Nitro in its fullest. Um, and afterwards, uh, when it aired again, but there were sometimes very rarely it happened where Nitro didn't air right away again or didn't air afterwards. I'm going, what's the replay didn't air the encore? I'm going, what the heck? What's 
So then I went back to taping it both. So forget, I'm just going to tape both of it because you never know. And I still have a lot of those tapes too. Um, I, some, I need to go back and watch them all because it'd be interesting just to see. And, and like I was when you're recording, by the way, you had there was one TV on the raw that recorded. You can see me flipping back and forth. But the other side, when I recorded Nitro, because the way it was recorded in the other room, it was just Nitro only. So it's kind of funny when I when I, I have been those in the past, seeing me flipping back and forth. Um. So you know, go ahead. No, no, no. I, I was going to say nights. I, I uh, love that whole idea. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm doing this, become a big fan, you know, more and more. WBE's now coming in, developmental. They've seen guys like, wow, who's this guy, Randy Orton? Oh, his dad was a wrestler. Okay, his grandfather was Oh, cool. Watching these guys, watching Brock Lesnar, this guy. I remember the first time I ever met Brock Lesnar, we went to a WBE, uh, was a SmackDown or something. Me and my friend Chris were walking, we're leaving. It's, it's a Freedom Hall. At this time, WWE got bigger and bigger, started having shows in bigger arenas here. And it was uh, at Freedom Hall for SmackDown. And we're leaving, or maybe in the Raw, I don't know, it's one of the two. We're leaving the show, and we got the little uh, WBF magazine or something, whatever they were selling that program they were selling. We're walking out, we see this guy in the front of Freedom Hall in this limo, getting ready to get in this limo. Blonde haired buzz, huge guy, sitting there, and we're like, dude, I wonder if he's a wrestler. I don't know. So I just, I just, because I was very bold like that, I just like, hey, hey, man, how big are your arms? And he goes, pretty damn big. You got it, kid. I was like, okay. So he, he looked intimidating, looked crazy. It looked like he was about to beat, beat us up. So he's like, all right, so we're going to let that be. So we get home. We're looking through the program. We just bought it after the show. And we get down to this one section. I'm talking about this wrestler from Minnesota, University of Minnesota, and how he's going to sign a contract. And we're looking and going, oh, my gosh, that's the guy. That's the guy right there just told us. You know, pretty damn big, and it's like, get out of here, kid. That's him. It's like, no, that's him. And then we read it more, and it said he was going to be going to OVW, and we're like, that has to be him. Well, sure enough, a week later, two weeks later, whatever it was, we see him at OVW, and it was him. It was Brock Lesnar. So before Brock Lesnar was anybody, I got to say something to him, and uh, he scared me. He scared me uh, to death. But uh, and he did it once again uh, at OVW many times without trying to ask for a picture autograph, and he said no, and uh, act like he was going to beat me up. So yeah, he. Uh, he legit uh, doesn't like people. So, uh, <laughs> and then later, I think he got a. What I hear, he kind of cooled down. I do have some autographs of him. I think he did. Kind of told me he's got to do this. So I think later he just kind of started doing that. So don't want to get. But I. But now he's Brock Lesnar. He don't care. So you're not going to get an autograph from me in the first place, anyways. Now, so good luck to that. You're lucky um, he goes up. <laughs> right. Um. So um. Yeah. So I'm going. You know, all the time when WWE was 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 in, was developmental things like that, and then uh, um, somewhere around, I, I met a guy, I won't say his name, this is pretty cool. he was he was, um, he was uh, Jim Cornette's best friend. The reason I won't say his name is because he, like, I was friends with him for 20 years, and the, <laughs> the dude um, up and up and just, like, turned his back on me and Jim Cornette. Uh, so I'm just like, uh, whatever. You know who he is, though, if you're a fan of Jim Cornette. But um, he uh, became friends, so, like, we would chat, and he would, I would come and, and help out different things, and I had a um, I had a hotline. He would come and he would do stuff for uh, to kind of talk wrestling or whatever. So I was like, okay, cool. Uh, went over his house, watched see WrestleMania with him. Um, you know, it was, it was pretty cool. We were we were looking. This was towards during the time I was in high school. I would do a rock impersonation, and I would literally be the rock, and I would come out and do this whole thing. And I was kind of over in my high school. To, still to this day, I legit will go into a uh, a, a, a mall. 
sometimes. Now, people now see me as the ref, and they'll say, but there's still to this day there's people that recognize me from household, don't know my name is Daniel Spencer, but say, what's up, Rock? To this day. Wow. So so that's how, that's how, and I believe I, I became prom king and all that stuff because of The Rock. And I actually made them, I said, you can't put Daniel Spencer on the ballot. you got to put The Rock. The Rock, Daniel The Rock, or whatever, you got to put Daniel Spencer The Rock. I was like, if not, I won't get any votes. Sure enough, I ended up winning it because of that reason. I guarantee it. So I shout out to uh, Dwayne Johnson for uh, let me steal his gimmick for a little bit. Uh, so, um, good God, yeah, it, it, <laughs> the only news. Um, so yeah, so I would do, but I did this uh, my old house school. We would do pet rallies in these events. Well, Kenny Bowen got wind of it and was like, "Why don't we do a, one of the OVW shows there?" So we started doing this uh, show, and this was. Um, about the time I already graduated, but I was going helping them out doing stuff. So we decided to put on the show that were OVW. This is the time when APA was down, re, re, uh, rehabbing. Uh, Matt and John just won Tough Enough Three, so they were just sent down to um, 2000. It was like 2003 or four. They were just sitting down to um, to OVW developmental, and that's where I met Matt Campitelli. and that is what we became friends, and that's what started this whole me possibly getting involved in more friendship because I met him. Everything was great. Became good friends. He was a super cool guy. We chatted. I chatted with him just as much as him and Kenny. Oh, I said his name. No. Uh, throughout the, um, good job. Throughout the time. Yeah. Throughout the time and, um, kept up. But then I ended up getting married and whole, all my, my life changed, all that kind of stuff. So that Max wife, uh, didn't like wrestling. So I kind of didn't get, get involved, but Capitelli was trying to push me to, get involved. He's like, come on, you can be wrestler. I was like, I don't know if I can be a wrestler. He was, well, I mean, I, I knew for the fact it wasn't, you know, genetics, I wasn't going to be six foot six, 200 something pounds. I was going to be limited on what I could do. And at that time, still young, little guys were not at all big. Like that was it. Like you cannot, you're little, you're, you're not going to do anything. You know, you're going to be your Drake Maverick and get beat up and that's it. And then you're done. Um, so it was very rare for a little guy to break into the business and get in big. So I knew I wasn't going to ever, Man, at WrestleMania or getting or being anything big, so I never. So I kind of, kind of use that as my excuse of not pushing for. But then again, my ex-wife also did hate it. So um, that's why she's your ex-wife. That's why she's your ex-wife. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, But so yeah, so years went by. Um, Matt then got uh, the brain tumor, uh, and then uh, you know we he was more interact. We interacted more because he wasn't wrestling, wasn't traveling. So we started doing, he started doing stuff with me in my local church. Um, and, um, you know, we, our friendship just came bigger. He kept saying, he was trained at this time. He goes, dude, just come on, just train. I'll take care of you. I'll train. He goes, and he kept saying to me, there's other stuff you can do besides wrestling, not wrestling. I go, yeah. And I'm, and in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, well, I love production. I love the writing and act. I love, all, so maybe I could get in the backstage side and like be helping the writing and the this and that. Like I'm thinking that aspect of it. Never even thinking of referee. Um, and uh, that's what I'm, and I'm like, oh, but I see all this, but I don't know. And I'm part of my brain, and this is how I'm, uh, um, don't know yet because I'm getting to have a kid and ex wife still don't like it. So, you know, it's all this stuff going on. So um, it, it, it was after, so a kid was born a few, a couple years later, I started going through the divorce. And then um, when that happened, I was tech- chatting more with Matt. I was going back to shows because I hadn't been in OVW in quite some time. So I was starting to go back to shows and get more involved in my fanship. And I always would watch the, 
every week Raw on TV and stuff like that. I never once watched TNA Impact, so I would always keep up with like the mainstream stuff, the big the big companies. But as far as the local stuff, I, I, I stepped away for a little bit. Um, so I started getting back, and Matt was there at a couple shows, and Matt was just like, come on, just give, just come on here. And they kept constantly pushing me to turn. Um, and uh, I, I didn't really take a, take advantage of that at all. But then he his tumor came back. He ended up, when he had it the first time, he ended up getting a lot of cut out. Everything was fine. He was living a, a comfortable life. Well, then his, he got another, the tumor came back. So at that point, it was worse than what it was before. And at that point, um, I was like, you know what? I got to do this. I've got to make a decision to get involved somehow, shape or form. Um, and then at that time, I was starting my podcast, Ringside Podcast. It was around the same time he was announced. Or a little bit before, I started a little bit before he announced the tumor and started doing shows. And uh, it just so happened I had somebody on talking about doing a uh, benefit show. And I was promoting the benefit show for him and whatever. And I jokingly, just like me and you kind of did on this show a little bit ago, we're, we're, we're jokingly saying to him, like, oh, if you need a special guest referee, I'll be right there. And he was like, and he goes back, yeah, absolutely. We can use you. Come on. You special guest referee. Yeah, for sure. Left at that on the show, thought, okay, we're, we're talking about this stuff. We go on. We're done. I'm thinking that was just, that was good show, show uh, quality stuff we joked about, we said or whatever. It's going to get great. You know, people's going to listen. It's going to get great ratings, right? Right. Show gets so ends. He goes, I'm serious about you being a referee, man. You should come on. We could really use you. And I, and I go, oh, I, I, thought I, was, I thought you were joking. And he goes, you weren't joking? I said, well, I was, but I was also serious. <laughs> I was like, but I, but I'm like, I said, I haven't really, uh, I did, and back, backtrack too. Back in, um, when I did those uh, shows for um, OVW at the school, I did the basic training, a couple bumps, a couple things. So I knew some, some stuff, but it's been a while. So I was like, well, you know, I've, I've done a few things. I've taken bumps or whatnot, but I was like, I, I really don't know anything about referee. And he literally just goes, I mean, you watch wrestling all your life, right? And I was like, yeah. He said, he goes, you're, you're going to be fine. He goes, just, you know, I'll give you, come to the show. This is a great show for you to break ice and, and do whatever. I'll hook, just get your shirt and tell me, tell me where to go buy a shirt. He was like, and just, I'll, we'll, we'll put you in some good matches. We'll guys, it'll take care of your wing. Everything's fine. I was like, all right. He goes, and I was excited. I turned it. I was like, this is great. I was getting pumped up about it. I started like promoting and advertising. Like, I'm going to be there and this whole thing. And it was actually a really cool, like I, it, this, this whole show, like it was really a good show. And, um, throughout the couple matches, I did a tag match and some of the guys was taking me into the wings. Like this is your first tag match. Like, yeah. For second match ever. First tag match. He's like, all right. So they kind of walked me through everything there. And, and after the show was done, Three or four guys was like, dude, uh, this is really your first show? I was like, yeah. He goes, man, you've got the look. You've got everything going. He's like, uh, man, we got some other shows. We can love to bring you out and have you do more stuff. He's like, you're definitely, you cannot tell. You can tell there's certain things about it that you're you're learning, but he goes, you're not as green as you would think somebody would never referee before would be. They'd never been in the ring before like that. And I was like, well, thanks for the compliment. I'll look, you know, definitely look into it. And um, and one of the main things I wanted to do was get LASIK surgery because I had to wear glasses. And I said, I got to get LASIK. I want to make this anything, do anything more important. And probably, and I didn't say this earlier, but that was another part of the back of my mind that I wore glasses. I could never be a wrestler. Never do because I wear glasses. But yes. I didn't think about LASIK, you know. So I get I get the LASIK surgery, um, and then uh, which I was going to do for years anyway. So it kind of just pushed me to motivate and motivate, motivate me to do that. And the next thing I started getting uh, – 
asked to come in other shows. It started off again as another special guest referee in the main event. She's in a couple shows, and then it said, you know what? We only have, when I showed up one time, I was like, you're only a ref here. So, well, we'll or there was one other ref or something like that, but it's like, we can't just have this guy do all the matches and you just do the main event. So why don't we introduce you at the beginning, and then we'll have you, we'll do some kind of angle where you're going to referee these other matches to show yourself approved for the main event. Said, okay. So whatever worked out, we did that, and and, um, and then that show also led to, hey, we're doing a show tonight. You're going to have Jimmy Hart there and start naming, I can't remember who else was there, some other uh, big-time former guys. Like, Come on out, and we'll, we'll give you a couple matches. And we work with an earpiece, so it's TV, so it's a little different. But you'll. So then I went to that, and it's called Grindhouse. And, uh, and then with there, it's kind of what just uh, did that weekly. It was just kind of pushed up until OVW called and had me come on board and, Really, it was the connections to Grindhouse because a lot of those guys used to be Rudy Switchblade and all those guys, Too Tough Tony, all those guys were with, knows a lot of people at OVW and was formerly at OVW. So they kind of, and they did it the way OVW does as far as the way they run the production. So I was learning into that rope, but also they need, when OVW needed refs, they, re, they knew I was in there and they reached out and it's like, oh yeah, he's a, yeah, he'd be great, he'd be great to hand to have. So, and I did some training with them too in the ring and more stuff as well so it just it just kind of you know skyrocketed into 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 that out within a few months and then next thing you know i'm um referring <laughs> obw um and um and then impact and then yeah it's just it, it's like wow what a what a crazy um couple of years that that turned into um so yeah, wow. It, so it's oh, I, there's so much, so much that I went through and No, No, but that's a great story. You told your whole thing. Um, the first thing I actually want to break, and I'm going to be rewinding now. Uh, you said you like plays. Um, what what was your favorite play that you were in? I, I, I really want to know this because uh, the English professor and I actually he goes to them and I kind of critique them. Yeah. Because he, uh, we're idiots, more or less, is what it is. But uh, I, I love plays. So what was your, your favorite play that you were in? We're going to laugh when I tell you. No, I'm not. Uh, I love them. I'm honest. Well, well, yeah, but, but, but I mean, it's not, but it's not what you're thinking. So it is, but it's not. Here's all why. Because when I was um, in some of these big drama productions, I mean, really, like, theatrical, huge productions we would do, it was actually at a church. So there, but it wasn't like cheesy, silly like church plays, like legit, like they're talking, we had guns, we'd shoot off, we had fireworks, pyro, we had lights, we had smoke, we had old nine yards. So it was actually, it was two of them. It was, um, it was, a, 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 it was Dracula, which yes, you know, Dracula, but it was kind of a, a Christian spin on it. So, you know, but, but I would play, I, I did, I played e- Igor, which is, you know, Dracula's right. little buddy. Yeah. yeah. And then I also played Dracula one year. So like, I'd have to do both roles, which Dracula was basically, Satan, you know, so to speak. So I got to do that. And then also another one was called, uh, was called Final Destination, which basically like, uh, yes, I know there was a movie like that, but it was a little different. It basically took you to people's lives and they died or whatnot and what you went through, but it, but different. But I also played three roles in those, in those, in those uh, plays. I would play Satan and then I would, apparently I'm good at that. I was going to say, the writing's on the left. But I would play a robber who basically was like a comedian act who would basically do this stuff where 
you know, like it would be like the, the two guys are robbing something. One's like the real serious, and one of them's all the goofy. Like, and he would, you know, hit his foot on stuff and be loud. And, we're trying to be quiet. We're trying to break into the store. You know, things like that. So it'd be the comic relief of it. Um, and then, um, so yeah. So I would. So and then there's another. Uh, uh, maybe it was a different play. I'm, oh yeah. Oh, actually, there's another one called The Execution. I forgot. That one was where I was uh, a character who basically was like a punk, kind of like he just he just. Uh, he got into uh, drugs or whatnot. He killed his best friend, and um, you know he just he just lived a tough life. And I got to dye my hair blonde and wear almost like I was an Eminem wannabe and stuff. So uh, it was pretty cool. But these like legit like big time productions. Now, I've been in other stuff like I I was going to be and um, it, it just it got canceled at the last minute. But I was we did rehearsals and everything. I was going to be in hairspray. Um, we were going to do hairspray nice. uh, just a couple of years ago at the uh, Shepherdsville, Kentucky is a smaller town outside of Louisville and there was like a big play they do every year and they were going to do hairspray and I was, we were part of all that, but then it looks like it got canceled enough time where we, we, you know, we didn't have to, um, but it was just one, it, one of those things where hopefully we're going to redo it. It's supposed to be this year, but um, obviously with the quarantine right now, put on hold, but, um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of, and then of course in high school I did, um, I can't remember the name of it, but it was basically kind of like a whodunit type of thing. Um, and um, I, I can't I can't remember the name of of the play at all, at all. But basically, I was a I was a butler. Um, oh, that's the only I, one that you were I, a good person in. Then that's the only one that you yeah. were a good person. All right. Well, but but there, you never know because uh, the butler could have had something to do with some stuff. But I was having an affair with the mate, so <laughs> I guess I wasn't too too much of a, of a, of a good guy, I guess. But yeah, you, so. You said uh, you did your hair blonde. Was it blonde or was it frosted tips? Because I've se- I think I've seen pictures of you with like frosted tips out there. Am I right? <laughs> there is. I have done the frosted tips things in the past. Yes. Your Backstreet Boys uh, here. Yeah, something like that. I did do the frosted tips for a while, but but and actually my picture I think I got my very first picture of Matt Capitelli and John and Johnny Morrison. It's actually, I think I have popped their tips on in that picture. I know, um, you did. But, 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 um, but no, later, uh, it was in this play, it was completely like Eminem blonde. Like, I went all blonde. But what I did was, I did it all blonde because then after the couple weeks we did the play, it grew out, I got a haircut, and then it was frosted tips. So, so you see, uh, that's how it, um, you just let it grow, and then you shave the sides and back and let the top be you know, dark and blonde. So there was a message in my madness. So you, you were the original line, uh, Tiger King. See, <laughs> yeah, spit it right back. Well, I didn't have a mullet. I didn't have a, I didn't have a mullet. I did have a rat tail back in the early nineties though. Um, I don't know if you, I don't know if you had those down, uh, up where you're at. Oh, right. We uh, also wore right. MC hammer pants. So yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. Then you, you got it. You just, uh, the uh, lines in the sideburns or sides, you know, and that. Oh, yeah, yeah. We yeah, yeah. yeah. all that, too. We have so many bad haircuts, and I had to try them all. Um, <laughs> this is after I graduated. I, I'll let you know this. At one point when the Pittsburgh Steelers went to the Super Bowl, I got to say it's the year before my son was born, the 2004-2005 one. Um, I legit shaved off all my hair except for the back that had the Steeler logo in it, and my wife was, uh, and then my girlfriend, but I made her paint the 
the stars, you know, the blue, the gold, and the red. Yeah, it's. I hope those pictures are nowhere to be found. But uh, yeah, I. Uh, hey, speaking of Steelers, speaking of Steelers, I'm still blocked by Ben Roethlisberger on Twitter. Good. Probably because he I hates you. Said, <laughs> huh? He hates you. Yeah, I think I might. I mean, I don't know if I ever. There might be a possibility where I said the word rapist in his name at the same time. I don't know, but apparently he didn't like it, and I'm blocked. So, I don't know. So, I just, I, 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 and I didn't know it was blocked until, like, two years ago. Somebody was like, Blue Roethlisberger blocked me, huh, or whatever, and people were talking about it. And it was like a big, I'm blocked, too, I'm blocked, too. And I was like, oh, and I clicked on him going, I'm blocked, too. And I do remember, like, tweeting out something. and was like, I can't believe I hate the Steelers and that whatever when I beat the Colts one of the years. And I think that's probably why he blocked me. And uh, I don't do stuff like that now. I don't really don't, I really don't go on a, like, Twitter rants on people and anything. I, I've grown up, but um, well, like, there's no way. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, you've grown older. I don't know if you've grown up. Oh, true. Okay, I got older. Yeah, okay. All right, there you go. I'll give you that one. I grew old. But honestly, though, you know, you live like I, I cannot. I like I can't. That has to be the only reason he blocked me. I mean, because I do remember saying that at one time. And, um, you know, I used to joke and joke and, and, and joke and make fun of his last name, change it from, from, um, you know, Roethlisberger to, you know, uh, but, uh, but honestly, you know, just like anything else, you know, I, it, um, at the time he was, he, everything was acquitted. He seems to be a great guy. So we'll let it be. And I don't know if I ever get unblocked and I'm okay with that. I've, I've learned to be, accept being blocked by Ben Roethlisberger on Twitter. Yeah, you and probably millions, but that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so you brought so, up... Um, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, it's your show. Go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. No, no. No, 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 go ahead. It's a question. Go ahead. No, you, you brought up that you are now working with TNA because, of course, we know OVW and TNA kind of have a partnership working together. Um... Big, big stuff happening with OVW and TNA... This whole, let's bring it back to the coronavirus, because I want to know what's going on in Louisville itself. I mean, how, how shut down are you guys right now? And we know OBW not coming back until the beginning of April, but with the president releasing stuff recently, I'd have to imagine things are going to get pushed back a little bit, right? I'm under the impression that we're going to just push it now to the to May, probably either the May SNS that we originally had planned, or just make it the first television show back on May, the Fan Appreciation Day, and that and everything. Um, it hasn't been officially announced yet, obviously, but you know from what you said, what the president said, and our governor is also um, going to make the same announcement probably today at five o'clock because he does a five o'clock um, as we're recording this, I should say. Um, he does a five o'clock briefing every day. Uh, he's been actually. Shout out to our governor. He's been pretty amazing here in, in Kentucky. But um, he, uh, so when he does that, uh, he'll probably announce it, and more than likely that's what we're going to wait on officially for our local government to, to make the announcement. Um, I, I, right now, as far as lockdown, um, it, it's not – I mean, yes and no. It's not like we can't go anywhere. They're trying to you know, keep us limited as possible. It is weird when you go to drive down the street and no one's in the, no one's out there, you know, it's kind of, you know, for the most part, there are, the stores are now starting to limit it on what you can get. So now when you go to the store, uh, your chances of getting stuff is there, except for some recent toilet paper still, but I, one of those weird hoarder 
before this ever happened, I always certain things I buy in bulk and lots of toilet paper, paper towels, shampoo, deodorant, soap, things like that. I've, I've always been the stickler for having more than I ever need because of these reasons. Right. Um, so right now I'm okay with that. Um, and, but, um, doesn't mean that I'm not going to need some soon, I should say, but, um, but, it, but as far as I couldn't get meat for a while, meat was like the big deal. Like the, everybody was, I guess, buying a hundred packs of it and freezing it. I don't know what was going on, but now they put a limit on that. So I was able to this past week go to the store and get meat and actually be able to cook burgers and hot dogs and, you know, all that stuff. So it's nice. And, um, and, and they got a lot of us working from home at different jobs, you know, like, uh, my job's doing that. A lot of other ones are too, giving you ways to work from home or limiting your contact. Your schools are out. The schools are out until this week would have been their, their normal spring break. So it was planning on originally coming back after spring break, but now they push it all the way till April 21st. But I have a feeling now it's going to even be pushed back further till May because of that reason. Um, and then we're going to start. I think the schooling is actually next week. I'm going to start doing stuff. My daughter's got to do stuff over the over the computer, the internet, and stuff. Still keep classes going, which is great. I'm glad. Um, yeah. So it's just been. And what's really sad is that there's a lot of wrestling. Yeah, there's OVW. There's a lot of other shows that go on. So I, I'm connected. I know a lot of friends in the area that do other shows and whatnot. So it's just been really. It's really kind of a sad time if you're a wrestling fan or you're a wrestler or in the wrestling business because like. You're literally your whole life every week is what your next show and what you're doing and blah. and now you're like well I don't know what to do like it's just kind of kind of an odd weird time and I'm sure we're not the only community that's doing that and I'm you know unless you're in the WWE or AEW you're pretty much you're a wrestler you're 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 experiencing all that you don't have a weekly show to go to right now so yeah it, um, up, kind of, up here kind of there's up here there's you know, wrestlers that are beauticians or, you know, whatever, teachers or, you know, the whole thing that, you know, both of their incomes right now are pretty much shut down. So they're finding different oh, yeah. ways to, you know, interact with fans, making sure they remind that, you know, buy this and use my promo code from Collar and Elbow or buy this from Pro Wrestling Tees or stuff like that. Um, and we, we want to help promote those those people as well because, hey, you know, they're busting their ass for us. We can buy a T-shirt from, we always say Ray Lynn. You know Ray Lynn. She's one of our biggest fans. Uh, we love yeah. her. So, you know, we, we always uh, shout out to Ray Lynn all the time because, you know, she's the one right now struggling. So we want to help her yeah. out. We don't, and Austin, awesome, you brought her up because I remember, I've seen her a few years ago in OVW, when she was OVW originally, and watching her and what she's become. And she's always one of my favorite, um, you know, talents. And now to be, she said her friend and be able to work, work with her in a few matches and stuff like that. I mean, she is by far one of the best talents, one of the best overall human beings out there. So, yeah, shout out to Ray Lynn and help support her 100%. Go on her, go on her website and her social media, buy her merch. Um, get Ray, get Cray Cray, right? Get Ray Ray, Ray Cray Cray. Yeah, she's <laughs> she's something. All right, let's switch back. Um, let's talk yeah. about some of the big matches you've done. Uh, and it can be OVW, it can be some with the TNA. Just let's let's talk about big matches that, that are like high profile uh, across the board. Well, yeah. So real quick, though, I do want to do this. You brought it up. Yeah, last year, uh, about a year ago, uh, I got we got to do the first ever OVW uh, Impact 
that uh, Clash of the Bluegrass combined show. And that's where I kind of get the relationship with Johnny Bravo and some of the guys of Impact because of that show and working that show. And that allowed me to be able to do other stuff for Impact later on. And then Tom, I'm going to, I'll make a, a, before we're done here, I'll, I'll say some real good, cool stuff that's coming out in the next couple of weeks. But, um, but as far as uh, big matches, I would think that, I mean, at that time, you know, I did, I did work on a good friend, uh, Jesse Morris. He's a local guy right near JMO. He did a match with Coca Bana. You know, that was kind of the first like mark like big marquee guy that I got to work with is Coca Bana. And Coca Bana was super super nice, super cool, and uh, gave me some good advice afterwards. And of course, we I, I was wearing a Capitelli shirt that day, so we kind of was like we kind of bonded a little bit over that Capitelli. So it was kind of cool. But um, but as far as uh, and that was a fun match because just Coca Bana's matches are all like that, just different. But um, but Tony Gunn versus Sammy Callahan. Main event uh, for the OVW Heavyweight Championship at last year's Clash in Bluegrass at, at Davis Arena was just an amazing match to be a part of, and it was amazing um, just overall storytelling about the host match, the story that led up to that, OVW versus OVE, the concept that was there. Um, it was just amazing. Um, and uh, that was probably always still one of my top matches that I, my head that I don't know if I'll ever be replaced as far as like, you know, top tier matches. And yes, Tony Gunn, I know he's, he's a guy that is on the, is on the up and up. And, and one day, 10 years from now, I'll be like, wow, Tony Gunn was one time, you know, you, you refereed for him when he was, you know, at OVW and not at Impact MV or anywhere he has. Like, yeah, you know, cause, but he'll be somewhere one day. Oh yeah. But, uh, oh yeah. It was, it was just amazing. Um, like I said, just the atmosphere and everything there. Uh, that same show, I mean, I, I worked Brian Cage and Justin Smooth, and that was a great match, too. But it was just, uh, you know, it was a great match, but it just didn't have the story that Tony and Sammy had for weeks on that. Um, but, uh, I mean, throughout the, throughout the, the time there, I mean, I just re- it just recently happened. Once again, an OPW Impact Command show, but it was uh, Moose and Rhino. You know, I did their match. Um also did Rhino and Fulton. Uh, you know, they had a match, too, as well the night before. The, the Rhino and Fulton was in Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, Moose and Rhino was in was in Louisville at the Davis Arena. And I did both of those matches. And then, um, you know, I mean, just you'll see it here in a couple of weeks on Impact Television on Access TV. But I got to do the tag match with Rhino and Tommy Dreamer versus, um, you know, the Chris Brothers. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's. Things like that, are, it's been pretty cool to be able to be a part of and do those kind of things. Um, I'd say it was pretty uh, amazing to be able to do the Gut Check uh, Challenge match, the winner of the Gut Check Challenge, who actually was on our episode of Ringside this past week. But he, I got to do their, the match of the final of the Gut Check for Impact. So thing, there's been a lot of things I've been able to do. But, uh, but some, of, some of the fun stuff, some of the stuff that I always – like my very first ever OVW match was Jay Lee um, – Versus um, uh, Brittany Deveray, who was their champion at the time. Wow! And then I love Jay Lee. I got to do that match. I love yeah, Jay Lee. I got, do, I got to do that match, and it was a whole concept where they cheated behind my back and used a chain, and then they um, she lost the title, or she won the title. Jay Lee did, and then they told on. They told me, "I oh, rest, you're so stupid. We use a chain." That's what Callie did because Callie, you know, doesn't think. And we and agreed with her. And we agreed. I just reversed the decision. I said, "Why not?" So I just reversed it and put and kept the title on Brittany. And so that because that was my first ever 
big match. I mean, I did another match like on the pre-show or whatever, but that was my first ever match in OVW. It was big, and I remember like, you know, it was it was a moment because I was involved in the whole story. It wasn't just me wrestling; it was involved in this whole certain angle and what needed to happen. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it just it, like I said. There's there's probably many. I have a there's one thing I do do is I I literally keep a I literally have a list. And I try to take a picture of it or whatever I can of every match that I referee. So I, I can go back and give you the time and date and where it was and who the matches I refereed on. And so I can look, so I have that database of purpose because there's so many stuff right now, like you're asking me this question. I can name a few off the top of my head, but there's probably a lot that I'm missing that is really a phenomenal match and really was great. It's just that, you know, you're trying to put all this stuff in your brain at one time, trying to think of everything up front. But if I go back and list all my matches and look, I would probably there would probably be so many I would check off going, ah, this was great, this was great, this was great, you know. But a lot of people want to hear the big names and working with guys like Tommy Dreamer, Rhino Moose, um, you know, the OB, anybody at OB, uh, anybody at Impact really. I mean, it's been you know those guys there, Super Ace Austin, you know, it's um, those guys are, are uh, Willie Mack. I mean, I'm just I'm just trying to name all the people I've worked like. Um, what was cool was uh, you'll see it uh, this week on the TNA special um, on Access Television. Uh, you'll see I, I was able to work a TNA match. I was able to work, you know, Chase Stevens um, versus uh, Hernandez, and that was wow. cool to be a part of. And I can say that I've worked for TNA. Like I worked for Impact, and I've worked for. I never thought I would say I worked for TNA because TNA you thought went out of business. Gone. I did. Yeah. But I, I got to work for TNA, so it's you know it's it's pretty cool. Yeah. Spencer, TNA doesn't get enough love. TNA Impact, I have them together. They don't get enough love as they should because, you know, I, I love the Tesla stuff going on, Sammy Callahan. I, I, I love what they're doing. Just people don't give them enough love, and you're part of it right now, so I might have to give you some love. <laughs> well, hey, I'll, I'll take it. Um, you know what? And I was one of those big people, and I'm going to admit it on my show. You know, at first I was against. I'm a traditionalist. So I'm against. I was against Tessa having the title and putting it on her and having her be the world champion. But let me tell you what, man, she is killing it right now as the world champion, and she is. I, I'm now a fan of that, and now okay, I, I, I want to see what they do with it. And right now, it's going to be put on hold a little bit longer. But I, I'm really definitely a fan, and plus she's a super cool person too. So when you know her personally, right. when you've had interactions with her, she say. You, you kind of, you kind of, your opinion has changed. But even before then, though, she was. I was like, wow, she's really stepping up. And Impact's really, yeah, yeah they're, they're. I honestly, personally, the you know WWE is number one, of course. But I think the storylines and angles and what what's going on. And I'm not saying I'm, I know I'm biased right now because I do things for them. But I'm gonna have to put Impact above AEW right now as far as the overall production and what they're doing. AEW has has your 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 super fan right now thinking they want something new and fresh and uh, this is so cool and you know my my co-host Jeremy a lot of times will say and it's true he's like oh they can just come out and you know ring the bell oh this is awesome yes I, no I agree with you yeah seen. and it's like they just ring the bell like really guys like come on and uh, you know and I, and and granted you have every look you paid your money you have every right to be excited for them to ring the bell to start the match I get that I'm okay. But it's like, come on now, really? Like you know, and then you watch the match, and the match is not that great, and they still will act like it was the greatest thing you've ever seen. I'm going, God, this is not, you know, everything is not awesome. There's a lot of, 
there's a lot of burying referees there. And I know that they, they cleaned it up and got better at it. And not bear, but there's a lot of burying referees. And, I, and me being a ref, I do not like that at all. And I think some of the top refs there have kind of pushed and said, guys, I, I even heard Jericho one time say, quit doing this. But, um, you know, you got, they got to quit. And that's a very indie thing to do is bury the ref. I mean, you don't know how many times I've been to the indie show refereeing and they go, yeah, we're going to go on the outside here, blah, 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 blah. And they're going to be out there for like 20 minutes. And I'm going, guys, you can't be, well, you just got to come out there with me. Don't count because I'm like, what? And so then I basically like, look, here's the, here's where it is. I'll give you some time, but when I start counting, you better just hop back in the ring for a second and hop back out. I was like, because I'm going to keep, I'm going to count. I was like, I'm, if I disqualify, disqualify you. And I, as you can, as, if you've ever been in, the, if you ever have some people I've worked for before, I have been willing to dis, disqualify you. Or I wasn't supposed to, but you, I saw you cheat and I had to do it, you know? So, um, you know, things like that. It's just don't bury the refs. And, uh, some, and I think, um, I think they're getting bugged, so they're getting better at it, though. And that's the one thing I always used to drive me crazy. But Impact overall, though, I think the, the what their stories are going, their angles and stuff, is more entertaining and better for me right now than AEW. Well, let me bring up um, actually the one that the three of us have been a huge fan of is uh, NWA right now. It's on right before OVW on Tuesday night, so you get your action from NWA right into OVW. I know you guys are busy, but you can go back on YouTube and watch it. Have you watched NWA a lot? I've seen a few episodes, and that's the problem. It's on Tuesday night, so um, Tuesdays are like I'm, Booked. you know, I'm legit. Yeah, I'm, booked. I'm done. Yeah. So, um, but I do try to go back and watch as much as possible. I'm, I'm, I keep up with it as far as like reading things. I keep up what's going on, and I watch a few, few angles, or I watch the promo videos they put out, where I kind of see the highlights of everything. Um, you know, I know one of the guys that uh, I've you know talked to a lot here recently. You know, um, you know, referee there, Mike Posey. I know Mike Posey's there. He also referees an impact. So, you know, you um, you know, I, I know he's. There's a lot of things he'll explain. A lot of things going on and things like that. I mean, it's, it's a studio show, which is OVW's a studio show too, technically. So, right. I, I like that atmosphere. I mean, obviously, I'm in, I'm involved in one too, so I like it. I think it'll be cool to see them ever if they ever get a chance to go on the road. Um, to hit up a couple spots and some small areas and do some things. I think it'll be cool to try that. And I think that's the future, you know, to do some, some travel, you know, a couple like live shows or whatever, not, a, not anything taped for their Yeah, TV, not their but, pay-per-views. Like the Kraken Cup was uh, coming up that we were going to go down to in Georgia, uh, but it, it got, it got scrapped with everything going on. But you just right. mean like a weekly live show on the road. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, just something you go and you're able to see. You know, them, they, you can be in, you know, uh, Knoxville, Tennessee. You go watch them and you watch a show in a little bitty small venue and see how these stars are close. And then it's a good advertisement for them to show up on the TV and you get your matches, you know, whatever. But, cause, but, 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 but I mean, because that's what NWA and them used to back in the day. They would have a studio show and they would go out and do the travel stuff. But, uh, but yeah, so it, um, I like the, the nostalgia of it. I like the, the bringing that back and that look and everything. I, I, I think it is pretty cool. Um, uh, they got a good crew crew there, uh, you know, and I, um, it's interesting to see. I mean, right now, the, the only thing, and I'm, I'm, it's not a knock on them at all, but it is just a YouTube show. It's not a TV show. You know, it's, they're not on national TV. There's only three companies, well, actually four, on national TV right now. And, you know, that's, that's WWE. That's AEW, that's Impact, 
and that's what's the other? Oh, OVW. 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 Yeah. Starting yeah. April. Starting April third. Yes, on national TV. Ford. T- now the rest of them. You know, you say, well, ROH, no, well, that's regional because it's it's in different areas. You may have it on your on a station where you can watch it in your city, but it's not on a national scale. It's on that local, whatever that channel is there. Here in Louisville, Kentucky, it's on the same channel that OVW comes on, uh, Ring of Honor is. But it doesn't mean it's national, it's national TV. So, but, you know, it, it, those are things that, that is pretty cool about, uh, about the, and hopefully it'd be cool if NWA does get a national, national deal. I know YouTube is, I get it, that's everywhere, it's worldwide, I understand, but it's YouTube, it's not TV, it's just a big difference. It is. Uh, Advertisers are not paying as much money for YouTube, uh, they do for, you know, you're on regular TV, and it's still to this day. Maybe the one day it will change, because we're moving into an internet world, but right now, that's the way it is. To wrap it back to the beginning, Joe Exotic had his own uh, network as well on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah he did. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And, All right. And uh, so did so did uh, so did um, uh, Carol Baskin. By the way, I believe is I believe is is the reason behind all everything. So. Yeah, don't give away too much if anybody has not got onto this train wreck yet. But all right, um, we've chatted, we chatted, we can continue to chat for days because, guys, this is the way it is. When I run into them in Louisville and OVW, we'll chat about nothing but about everything. I need you to though tell everybody about Ringside Podcast. I, I got to give you some time because I promised. <laughs> you did promise. I was going to hold you to that too. No, uh, yes, guys. Uh, Ringside Podcast is, is, is a show that I've been around. This is the fourth season we're under. Um, you know, it, it's basically, I mean, it's a podcast. We talk about everything from wrestling to we have interviews. Um, as I mentioned before, the most recent interview is the Cut Check winner for Impact Wrestling. Uh, Shogun Jackson Stone was on. We've had uh, Al Snow, uh, Tony Gunn. Um, you know, we've had Jerry the King Haller, Jeff Jarrett. You know, we've had a lot of people on in the past. But, um Three three guys that call it me, uh, Jeremy, and J.K. Sometimes it's mostly just me and Jeremy, but a lot of times you hear J.K. on there, too. Like I said, we chat about, we, we give our opinions and thoughts of what's going on. We also um, we also you know, break news. Uh, and then, you know, now, I know this is, you know, we are, we were labeled this at one time, the official podcast of OVW. But I also know Ken Crushes is also an official podcast of OVW. So I'm not going to say who's the official or who's not. I'm just going to say we both cover OVW very well. So, um, so if you like Mark's uh, coverage of OVW, you'll also like Ringside's coverage of OVW, too, as well. And, I did um, see, though, real quick, let me interrupt you. I did see, yeah. though, uh, Brian and Steve were bringing Overdrive podcast out as uh, an official podcast as well of OVW. Do you know that? Uh, whatever. I, I, right. I heard, I heard bums. I heard Those are that. bums. They, neither one of them have signs up yet. Let me tell you that. No. No, they don't have signs up. And, uh, you know, they, no, they, they uh, you know, I, yeah, I'm going to talk to them next time I see them. So this social distancing thing kind of worked out for them because, you know, I can't be around them right now. But, but trust me, next time they see me, uh, they're gonna get, I'm, I'm going to give them a little piece of my mind being, the, being, be, being an official at OVW and say, hey, you know, what's going on? Me and Mark, maybe we'll have to do a tag team. Maybe, maybe we'll do a tag team. That... Uh, Daniel and Mark versus Brian and Steve. And um, I don't know who's going to referee that one. I guess well, I guess I can trust somebody in there. Charlene. But, um, Charlene, definitely. Charlene, okay. That yeah. was, I can trust Charlene. Yeah. So we'll, we'll do that. And she can. And when and the winner winner becomes the official podcast, I, I tell you what, though, I think we're gonna we have to make it we have to make it a no holds barred match or something because we got to use we got to use garbage cans. 
Of course we do. Of course we do. <laughs> and I might have somebody in my back pocket that can bring garbage cans down for us. So yeah. if I have to make a phone call, and I'm sure Al knows them real well too. Um, maybe we can do this on the SNS uh, that's linked in with um, the whole combine this year again. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. But um, but you can listen to Ringside on all over 120 platforms out there: Apple Podcasts, Google Radio, Stitcher, you know, Stitcher, uh, iHeartRadio, all that stuff. Um, or just go to RingsidePodcast.com and you can get us on social media at Ringside Podcast. That's the Twitter, the Instagram, and the Facebook at Ringside Podcast. That's it. You're not going to say anything else. Like you said, you had a really cool story about it. You know, I I know Jeremy hates me. He hates me because I had because uh, I had him. Jeremy's, Jeremy's not a Jeremy's not a fan because he. I remember the first time. I, legit, this is this is a straight shoot true yeah, story. I know it is. So like your 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 banner goes up first before ours ours does. And I was kind of working on doing that or whatever. But I was just kind of like you know I'm I'm there. I'm refer- like I I got other things to worry about and throw the banner up. Okay. So Jeremy shows up at the show. Uh, one of the I think it was at Wednesday nights this time. Shows up. Uh, one of the nights, and we're you know doing the TV taping, and he's like, he's I get I got all my phone's blown up with text messages, and I'm like I'm looking at it, like right before we go on, and I know he's there, and I'm going, what? Who's this Tinkers? Why is there a banner? What's going on? I was like, what are you talking about? So I was I was I was confused when I was looking because I knew your banner was up, but I didn't I, I don't know I just I didn't think that he's mad because your banner's up and ours is not. I didn't think it like that. I was like, what do you mean the banner? Why why is he mad about a banner? So, so later I talked to him. He's like, "Oh, they're better get before us. We're the official podcast of OVW." We're, I said, "Dude, I said he's. I said this is another guy that has a podcast. He's I've met him. He's cool. Like, what are you talking about? Why? How can we have? What do we put our banner on? We can't." I was like, "Dude, it'd be fine. We can have two banners that were two separate podcasts for right. completely two different shows. It's going to be okay. It's not going. Nobody's not going to go. Well, I'm not watching the ringside because I'm watching. I'm listening to Can Crusher. So I'm not going to listen to Can Crusher. I'm listening to Ringside." We're we're in this together, like we're in a podcast community. Like, right. there's nothing wrong with that. But it, but then he was just like, he just it was funny, and of course now he'll deny that anything's ever happened. So if you ever asked, no, I never said that. He'll deny it all. But he basically was like, all right, I was just, I just thought it was, you know, I was like, man, I can't believe that somebody came in and got us. I was like, no one came in and took uh, took our spot, you know, which is basically like it is in wrestling. Wrestling has spots, so when someone comes in like that, that is the thing that a wrestler does, or someone. They immediately think, oh, somebody's still in my spot. And so, you know, Jeremy just is, you know, doing what normally wrestlers, and, and even though he's not a wrestler, not in the business whatsoever, but um, he's doing things that uh, that wrestlers kind of do. They, oh, somebody's taking my spot. Just calm down. There's plenty of room for everybody. There's plenty of TV time for everybody. So, um, you know, I just thought it was funny. But but I will say this. He did listen, which I think he met you. Um, oh, several he times. Did, he yeah. Has, he has listened to your show, and um, he, he actually – not a, not a, he's not a hater anymore. He's a fan. So, um, you could say, uh, you, you did, I don't know what you did. Probably because you don't like me. That's probably why. <laughs> yeah. It's perfect. That's, that's what I love. I, I met him a few times. I met him at the combine. We, we, we hugged it out. We really did. When, before there was social distancing, we, we hugged it out. Yes. We hugged you. You did. Absolutely. I witnessed it and I was, I was shocked and all, you know, yeah. hugging, but that is what it is. Um, I will. I will say this: there is something I do want to throw out there, though. Um, I know I kind of hinted it a couple times before, but you know, uh, a couple weeks ago, before 
all this started happening, I've got the, the privilege and opportunity to work. I fished, I've done stuff in, in, in partnership with OVW and Impact, but I got, I got brought in the book to actually work Impact's TV tapings that was in Atlanta. So starting uh, this week on Impact Television as well as the TNA special in the next couple of weeks, you will see yours truly refereeing in an Impact ring um, on Access Television. So, that's um, so check it out. That's great. That's just another reason I can bury you because, man, there's been several times that uh, you're blinder than the three blind mice. Like this, you just miss a lot sometimes. <laughs> I, I now look. I have took time, and I've watched a lot of tape, and I've noticed a lot of stuff happens behind my back, and I don't like it. So, um, so I'm you know more, mostly the LLB, the LLB, and. Um, Legacy of Brutality and, and OVW, they have a they have a tendency to really try to do stuff behind my back. And I'm not the only one. They do stuff behind the rest back, too. So they're the guys I'm definitely watching out for um, come when we start back up to see what, what's going on uh, there. By the way, on, on uh, Impact Television, hashtag arm sleeve. That's when you'll know it's me. Uh, that's all I'll say. <laughs> arm sleeve. Good God. Sleeve. I gotta, now I have to make a note of that. Arm sleeve. Jesus. All right. Um, I, I want to ask you one more final question on this half of the, the podcast because this could go, like I said, for days. And I want everybody to know what would be your dream match to referee of all time? Would it be go back to Savage against Steamboat? Would it be Flair Dusty? Would it be Callie Ray Lynn? I mean, where, where are we going? So – a match has already happened that I wish I could referee it. Or are you saying a match that if I Anything. could referee it? Any okay. you could put any. It could be me against you know our our boy Ryan. It could be anything. Any match that you want to happen, you're the referee. Well, if I if I'm going to go back in history and like pick a match that already happened, I would love to be the referee in that match. Um, it would be one of two um, in the WrestleMania matches. One happened in WrestleMania 18. It was The Rock versus Hulk Hogan, uh, one of the greatest matches of all time. Literally, you see how the crowd, which is why it's going to be hard to have a crowd for WrestleMania, the crowd can dictate and change the match, and that they did, and it was amazing. Um, and then two would be another WrestleMania match. My favorite match of all time, I think the greatest of all time, would be WrestleMania 25 between uh, um, Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker. Um, those would be matches. Those are the two matches that if I could go back and be a part of, I would. But I am going to tell you a match that a, a dream match that I want to, I would love to referee for sure. And that would be, and I don't know, it would be a weird. Um, I, I think their styles would clash a little bit, and no pun intended on this. But, um, <laughs> but I would love, I would love to be able to referee The Rock versus AJ Styles. Pretty much referee any match with The Rock. I think if I'm able to referee a match with The Rock in it before he officially hangs up the boots to be amazing. The reason why I say AJ's is because I think he's one of the most talented out there. Yeah, their styles will clash, but I also think that they're, they would pretty, they would put on one hell of a show uh, too as well. Um, and uh, it's a match that most people don't ask for. They don't ask for a rock versus Styles. They ask for a rock versus this or rock versus that or Styles versus this guy. They don't ever put those two together. So uh, let me put them together and let me referee it and then send me on my merry way. And I actually, literally, I could literally never referee ever again if I did those two, two guys. I hope that never happens. I hope I, if I did referee those guys, I'll keep refereeing more. But I'm just saying, I could retire happy 
and succeeded everything in my life if I refereed a rock match. The promos leading up to that match would be, in my opinion, better than the match. I, I, I'm not saying no disrespect to the wrestling talent. I just think those two could carry a storyline talking about a piece of dust in Ryan Mosley's pocket. I, I really do. <laughs> Probably so. You know, and another thing on this is that, you know, uh, talking about, and I've been watching a lot of this old uh, WrestleMania stuff, been watching a lot of this stuff. Probably, I'm still thinking to myself, see if, if I'm not, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but do I think the greatest build-up for a match ever, though, is probably Rock and Austin, WrestleMania 17. I mean, that build-up for that match and then the whole Limp Bizkit song involved in the, in the promo, and, you know, uh, Angle, just the, the My Way song. I mean, like, like, literally, like, that is probably... And the match itself was great, and I don't, I still don't like the ending still those blows my mind because they're often turning heel, but that, uh, man, that was probably the greatest build-up ever. So it, it'll be probably up to that level. Build it up like that. Yeah. All right. Give everybody your social media again so you can go eat and I can actually let my wife in the door because I've kept her locked out. Ooh, okay. Well, Social yeah, distancing. So, uh, social distancing. <laughs> there you go. So uh, you can find me all on the social media. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Daniel Spencer. I have a like page um, at uh, Real Daniel Spencer or Referee Daniel Spencer. Search for that on Facebook. Uh, and then, of course, like I said, the Ringside Podcast, you can follow us that way, too, at Ringside Podcast on all the platforms as well. So give us a like and a follow and me a like and a follow. And I do interact, so you'll 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 uh, you'll like it. Uh, he, he does interact. Uh, ladies, watch out. No, he's he's spoken. No. He's spoken for. He's spoken for. I'm sorry. I am. I am. I'm engaged. I'm engaged. He's yeah, not I was, Val I, was, I had an ex-wife, but I have a, I have a, I have a fiance now. So. Yeah. All right, Daniel, you need to go to the gym. Oh, you can't go to the gym. You need to. You probably need to watch uh, something on TV because everything's shut down, buddy. Well, I got to cut grass, so I, I, I got to do that. So that's something that I will do. And I, I can be social distance away from everybody while I cut my grass. So. <laughs> nice. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you real soon. All right. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Didn't I tell you, he's a great guy. He really is. He does a lot for the business, even behind the scenes when he's not refereeing. He's always in and around OBW at Davis Arena or Chad and Al just doing some stuff to help out, you know, the talent or OBW as a business. So what a great human being. Uh, before we get any, before... Both myself and Daniel Spencer get any hate. We are completely kidding. We love Ryan Mosley. We are always picking on him. Uh, between the three of us, we could sit down and talk wrestling for hours. Ryan, uh, I know you're out there listening, so uh, I hope you're having a great day and I hope you're healthy. But did you see arm sleeve? Did you see arm sleeve on TNA? Last night, I did. I stayed up a little bit longer than I normally do, and I didn't send anything out to Spencer because the poor guy, he has a lawn. He's got a mansion down there in Louisville that he just, he's probably still cutting his grass. So he's social distancing, and when he says that, that means he's going to be out there for all days, months, years. The guy's a trillionaire. Just You should hear him. You should hear him. Everything that he does. Guys, really, check out Ringside Podcast. They do great things. Uh, 
they got a nice reach. They really do. Uh, we work together. We continue to work together. I've been asked a couple times, why do you promote so many other podcasts on yours? I've always said this. It's not a competition. We're all in this together. We all love wrestling. If you can put a group of nerds in a room to talk wrestling and give us a microphone, we'll do it. We love it. So, all right, guys, you know uh, how this ends with uh, us telling you about go to Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It's all at CanCrusher69. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Give us a share. You know, just tell everybody about it, especially share the hell out of this Daniel Spencer one because he needs it. He really does. He needs some help. He, uh, that's just the way he is. That's why I invited him on the podcast so we can promote his podcast and so his co-host, Jeremy, can bring back some love a little bit more because the man's hating. He's hating. Guys, any questions, make sure you shoot them over to cancrusher69 at gmail.com. Check out our website. You know where we are all over Spotify, iTunes, iHeart, Stitcher, pretty much every podcast link that you can find us, you can find the Ringside Podcast. So, all right, guys, again, as I always say, make sure you uh, stay safe out there, wash your hands, wash behind your ears, and remember... Just because Daniel Spencer's trash doesn't mean you can't do great things. It's called a garbage can, not a garbage cannot. Yeah.